Chili Peppers, Californication, right here on The Xander Effect. And welcome, everybody, to The Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames. Alongside with me are my two co-hosts, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jeremy Miller. How you doing, Jeremy? Uh, doing wonderful. Still uh, fat and happy from Thanksgiving. You see, and I just, you see what a wonderful intro I gave you. How can you say I don't? I, like I know it was so sweet. I don't How know what's wrong with it? you. Are you sick? This guy. This guy. I'm just trying to prove to you that I love you, man. I love you. Oh, he's so sweet. <laughs> what's he oh. after? Right? Wow. Why you got to put me on blast? Why you got to be able to put me on blast like that in front of our lovely co-host, Lonnie Rivera? Lonnie, how you doing? And don't listen to anything this man says. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm chilling. I'm actually trying to work off my Thanksgiving pounds. There you go. I'm not. I'm still trying to, like, figure out if I could find any more. Um, <laughs> but that's just me. Um we got a wonderful show for everybody today. I uh, got a few things to talk about in entertainment news, including uh, a stalker that Steven Spielberg has. Uh, very, in, very, very serious situation going on with Steven Spielberg, which is a first that I've heard of. I've never really heard anything like that off of Steven Spielberg having a stalker or anything, but that's a first. We'll talk a little bit about that. In sports, uh, sad day in wrestling today as legend, uh, legendary wrestler Pat Patterson has passed away at the age of seven. We'll talk a little bit about that. In video game news, looks like the Xbox Series S can play PlayStation 2 games. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but before all that, we I, we got a little bit, uh, we you know, haven't talked about obscure news in a little bit. And I uh, wanted to bring a couple of, well, actually, I have one topic, but Jeremy, you have a certain topic that you wanted to talk about. Uh, I do. This one just hit me as rather hilarious, and uh, it's being reported by multiple, multiple international media outlets, but I found it on um, on Fox News, and British Airways is having a massive scandal and an investigation into reports that one of its Heathrow-based stewardesses is selling sex and her undergarments during and in between flights. Nice. Wow. <laughs> There's actual photographs of the flight attendants, risque advertisements on social media. The photos are very suggestive. Apparently, she's posed in her uniform and on a real plane. So this is a real stewardess. Um, $33 a passenger can be the owner of her underwear. Wow. Twice that will be a securing fee where a prospective client can meet her at a hotel in between flights you know wow. you know just for uh, research purposes i'm gonna need you to send me over that link i, I, uh, I yes i'm sure I just want to research what's going on there myself. flying british airways anytime soon huh? <laughs> here here's here's the kick talk about the friendly skies well yeah here, here's the kicker it gets even friendlier oh nice Passengers are also promised unspecified adult entertainment on board if the price is right. Wow. So it's a brothel in the sky. Essentially. And I mean, there's been rumors of this kind of thing on many, many, many first and elite, elite class airlines, but it's generally BS. But this seems to be a real social media account of one of their stewardesses and British Airways is taking it extremely seriously. 
Wow. I mean, do you, do you, do you think that maybe, uh, that maybe the song from Frank Sinatra, come fly with me, let's fly, <laughs> let's fly away. I mean, maybe that was kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> that would be a good advertisement. I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe she got a little overzealous with it. Uh. <laughs> wow. That's a trip, though, man. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's another great way to advertise it is, is, uh, so you want to be a part of the Mile High Club? Well, here's your chance. Okay, <laughs> you know, it, that's, right? It's pretty insane to think about. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it just uh, sounds like that. Maybe she's, you know, she's really pushing for another career because she had to have known <laughs> sooner or later that they're gonna, they're probably gonna fire her. You know what I mean? They're not gonna keep her. So is it? She, does does she want to be infamous? And is she trying to build build like an like a social media uh, celebrity status because you know sometimes just when people do just bizarre things like this sometimes I think it's just to be notorious so that they can push something else I mean it's very possible I mean I I think you have a great perspective on that Um, that's a nice perspective see that's 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 why we have Lonnie that's why we have Lonnie because she's a nice one I mean Uh, no but that's a great angle she doesn't want to sell sell sex I'm just saying that she wants to be notorious because no no one would do something like that if they wanted to keep their job Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think that's a great angle I didn't think of. The only yeah. thing, I mean, given everything's very, it's a private account. There's no pictures of her face, so they don't know who they're after yet. But that doesn't mean that this, you know, she won't go completely public with it, knowing full well she was going to get caught at some point. Right. But on the other hand, you know, we've had flight attendants for many, 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 many years who've gotten involved in many things. I mean, dating Mm -hmm. back to the 70s and the coke smuggling and, you know, all sorts of different stuff like that. So it is a job that, you know, attracts that type of, I'm not I'm, I'm not saying the people are attractive but it's a it's an opportunity where a lot can be done a lot of um, mm-hmm. lines can be blurred so it can be people are gonna be approached for shady stuff in relation right. to what flight attendants do I mean they're coming in and out of different countries they're doing it just opens up a lot of shady well yeah they're exposed to a lot of people Xander I swear you are like a a third grader back there giggling I'm sorry I I said I I said coming in and out of countries you are back there giggling like I totally missed that one man talk about your mom I'm sorry when you said that I was like oh so easy so easy must not use play on words. <laughs> you left yourself wide open for that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Good times. Good times on British Airways. <laughs> Apparently. Well, I mean, going from... Um, 
song going from uh, pushing panties in the sky. <laughs> yeah, pushing panties in the sky. <laughs> pushing panties in the sky. <laughs> I didn't tell That's a good. You know what? That's actually that would be a good slogan. <laughs> British Airways pushing <laughs> panties in the sky. <laughs> you know, times are hard for the airline industry. <laughs> Literally, apparently, times are very hard. Oh my God! Just so many sexual innuendos. I need to stop. Actually, I can't stop because as a follow-up obscure news um looks like uh uh there was a super spreader at a at the annual swingers convention in nolens called naughty in nolens last month <laughs> where basically um swingers come from all over you know the 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 nation i guess to this event and f- more than 40 have been infected by covid-19 and infected by other things i'm sure as well <laughs> i mean covid-19 might be the least of their worries but uh yeah according to uh tmz it seems that uh, the five day, it's five days of uh, Naughty Nolan's romp last month uh, turned into a super spreader uh, with 41 singers testing positive for coronavirus, uh, according to one of the organizers. My, my question is, is, will the organizers get sued for this? But I mean, you really can't sue somebody for something that they voluntarily went to. At this right. I mean, or or I'm is wondering the if they probably signed a discl- disclaimer or disclosure. Uh, what do they call those? Where you can't sue. <laughs> you know, but that's that's kind of a that's kind of a that's kind of a thin line right there because at the same time, you know, they went there voluntarily. So, mm-hmm. th- like the moment they buy, I mean, you gotta understand this is this is a full like orgy type of event, and okay. three hundred people attended to this 300 that's that's like a super of everything spreader not just covid um but only like 41 tested positive out of the 300 so those numbers aren't so bad so to speak uh you know and uh it's 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 crazy because i mean you can't i don't think you could actually sue anybody for that because again they went there voluntarily the moment they buy their Mm -hmm. tickets i'm sure they have some sort of a disclosure saying that you know there is a possibility of stds and blah 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 you know um um, but I don't know. It's it's just crazy to to think that people actually still go to these events, and it's like, dude, seriously, you do realize there's a pandemic going on right now, right? Like, you can't keep it in your pants for like for like a little bit. I mean, the rest of us have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's it's insane. I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, am I alone in this? I mean, Jeremy. I mean, your thoughts. I mean, I really want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> My thoughts are, wow, shocking. I'm so amazed that a bunch of morons decided to get together and have an STD convention in the middle of a pandemic. And, oh, wow, shock of all shocks. A bunch of them got sick. Right. I'm I'm just dumbfounded. Well, I mean, you you come from the industry, (laughs) no pun intended, uh, from the industry that um, that, uh, is known for being over sexualized well yes i'd say most of the Mm -hmm. entertainment industry Industry is known for being you know overly sexualized at this point but i have to tell you um given i wasn't running around hollywood during the 70s but the time i was 
around and since then going to the parties going to a, this whole idea that you know everybody in hollywood's nailing everybody and swinging and this and that is is pretty outdated um <laughs> idea yeah really it's an outdated so concept interesting everybody's more conservative now I wouldn't say more conservative. <laughs> I would just say people are considerably more uh, aware like, that of part. <laughs> STDs right. and, you know, the things that can go wrong. We live in an age of, you know, internet media and everything being exposed. We There's a lot of reasons why I think uh, that doesn't occur quite as much anymore. Very true. Very true. I mean, Lonnie, would I you? I wonder too if it doesn't occur as much anymore because now people know the age of social media. Someone will blast you right away and say this person has herpes. Because remember, you guys, when the whole Usher thing came up, that Usher had herpes, and well, allegedly, a couple women came out and said that he gave them herpes. I remember. Then, remember that, and then one of them actually, they say they settled out of court so whenever I like recently and I like Usher and I like his music so nothing personal against him or his sex life or women but he recently his girlfriend had a baby and just in my spare time I was reading some comments when they posted you know a picture of him his baby mama and the baby and people were still bringing up the herpes thing they were still asking because you know people on on social media are relentless these days. They're ruthless. <laughs> They're just, so when I think of something like this, you know, happening, I mean, I'm not surprised where it happened because if there were to be any kind of huge orgy convention, not to stereotype, I would say it would either happen in New Orleans or Las Vegas, those two places, <laughs> or somewhere in Nevada. True, true. Um, I mean, you do have the Bunny Ranch. Out right. in, uh, in Vegas, in the outskirts of Vegas. So right. no, 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 not the outskirts of Vegas. Vegas, in particular, made sure that all of that is outside of city limits. Now, ah. Vegas is a family town. It's in another county. <laughs> oh. Ball. I mean, oh, I'm yay. just giving you, uh, you know, that's what they say. <laughs> that's what they say. All right. That's what they say. They say a lot, don't they? <laughs> they say a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, that's that's pretty much. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, what's going on with that whole swingers convention. And I mean, I don't know. Would you guys ever attend a swingers party? I mean, like, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Lon- no. Lonnie, you wouldn't. Just for curiosity. No, but I no, I wouldn't. But I believe that I there was a couple that were interested in me before. Like I've had swingers kind of hit on me, but I'm just I don't roll that way. My whole thing is if you want to swing, well, this couple they were married. If you want to swing, don't be married. Just freaking swing. Well, you do realize that a lot of couples believe that swinging saves their marriage. It keeps their marriage hot and spicy and still keeps it like, I mean, because there was rumors. There were rumors that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith are also swingers. Those were right. rumors. Nothing I heard been, that. Nothing has ever been confirmed about that. But uh, mm-hmm. they, you know, there was it was said that uh, they were swingers and they basically they believe the same thing that that's what's that. That's why their marriage has been so healthy and long for, and has been going on for a long time, even though Jada went ahead and uh, dated, uh, uh, you know, that other that other guy or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot his name. The singer. Yeah. yeah, the singer guy, you know, even though that happened. But still, I mean, it seems that they, they, you know, if that is true, 
then that could contribute. And there's been a lot of other people that believe the same. I mean, I mean, you know, Jeremy, you're you're in a very committed, you know, relationship with Joni. I mean, would you ever think about doing something like that? Let me put it this way. We don't share well. Exactly. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing, Jerry. When it comes, I, I mean, you're, I mean, I call you Jerry. I'm so sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch it. I didn't either. Um, <laughs> no, I, it's just not something that has ever really interested me. I, I've been around those scenes. I did have one similar experience that was certainly drug fueled back in my early days. Not anything that I, you know, have ever craved, wanted, or looked on with any fondness or, um, you know, longing. So, no, I'm very monogamous mm -hmm. and the whole idea just, I mean, God bless you. I, I couldn't care less whatever floats right. your boat and if it keeps right. your, you know, your marriage happy and everything else, awesome. You know, if that's, I. I got nothing to say about it, but that ain't for me. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm I actually, I actually uh, bartended two swinger parties. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. We had uh, there was this there was this uh, small uh, spot in uh, in in Encino, California, that I used to bartend at, and uh, it was a regular bar. It was just a regular bar. Uh, they would turn it into a small little club. Like it could only hold like maybe maybe a hundred, hundred fifty people max. Uh, was the max capacity? It was a very small spot, and. Um, and what happened was that they would go ahead and close down the entire place. They would, there was like small windows that they would cover up and everything to throw these parties. And uh, one of the bartenders who had like, cause this is like the second year that they had, we were throwing uh, the, this party. And he told me, he's like, dude, this is crazy. What happens over here? I mean, people have sex on the bar. You gotta be prepared for that. I was yes. like, wow, that's crazy. So we were, um, and you know, we did the, we did the event. And I saw a lot of interesting things that night. Uh, one of which, uh, well, the, the two of which that happened was that there was a there was a there was a group of three people, two two very beautiful women and one good-looking guy. And, uh, you know, we just got to talking and I'm like, so what's the deal here? And it's like, oh, we're just here to have fun, you know, and, you know, see what happens afterward. And I was like, really? And like, aren't you supposed to be married or something? It's like, oh, yeah, my husband's actually out of town. One of one of the ladies said, I was like, really? Does he know about this? And she's like, no. I was like, you know, but while the cat's away, the mice will play. I was like, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's nice of you. Um, and then uh, a few hours later, there was like a sofa, kind of like a, not a sofa, but like a, like a, like a, like a, like a seat, like a, kind of like a, like a recliner, I guess you might call it, that was in the club. And uh, there was just a couple. This woman was on top of her guy and they were just going at it. They were just going to town. And I was like, wow, dinner and a show right on. So, I mean, yeah, singer parties get pretty wild. I will definitely admit that. And uh, but, you know, right now in the time of COVID, it's not exactly the best idea to be doing any of that kind of stuff with people that you really don't know, especially like 300 people. I mean, it, it, you know, again, like you said, Jeremy, more power to you, you know, if that's what saves your marriage, if that's what keeps your marriage happy and everything. But right now it's it's kind of a tough call. I mean, you got four, over 40 people that were infected with COVID now. 
So yeah. that's just, and probably whoever, catch whoever, caught whoever, whatever else. Because, <laughs> I mean, it is a swinger party, so you never know. That's a that's a cesspool of STDs right there, if you ask me. Right. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, actually, Jeremy, that you mentioned the term blurred lines, because guess what song's coming up next right now? <laughs> <laughs> Robin Thicke. Here is Robin Thicke's uh, Blurred Lines featuring T.I. and Pharrell right here on the Xander Effect. Everybody get up.
Hey yo, hey, yo. Sweet world, what's good with yourselves? This is your boy Twizzle Way Peace. And guess what? Guess what? You're listening to that super saucy show known as The Xander Effect. So make sure you tune in, turn up, and turn out for my boy Xander. You feel me? Feel me? Feel me? The Xander Effect. You did. We got the refugees, all stars, rubber dubbing in the club. Why Clef John? John Forte. Roswell. Now I mean the streets are getting a little crazy. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at, look at, look at here. Look at Shorty got back. Should I ask him for a dance? Hold on, there's so many in the wolf pack. And besides, dirty cats talking to her. Buying her fake furs and taking her to the fever. Why does this kept? They ain't even it's been. She spends his Franklin's at the malls with her friends. Material girl living in the material world. But it's alright, cause it's Saturday night. So Mr. Funk Master, pump the BGs. And all you college students playing Ouija's. Check the spelling R E F U G E. E get the CD from Sam Goody. You ain't even close with the rhymes that you wrote. Don't be mad cause you broke. Let me clear my throat. Uh-huh, uh-huh. John Forte, grab the mic and don't sway this way. I'm holding just a rhymer, you still a small timer. Hoping that the game treat that ass a little kinda. Every step tangoed, yo beef don't concern me. I'm eating mangoes in Trinidad with attorneys. My food slang flow worldwide like a current. Went to every spot where nobody got insurance. Rubber doing the math, you ain't half the exotic. My man's claim true, you forget about it. Hope hold just a new sense, like my influence. Well recognized, you a lie trying to do it. Got you told your lady, oops, we not. Baby, smooth and charismatic, automatic, you gon' save me. God bless the dead as my son survived. We strive to teach you, baby, and stay alive and fly. Yeah, nice baby. John Ford say, yeah, watch you, lady. Watch you, lady. Yeah. If you got more than a dollar in your pocket right now, put your yeah, hands yeah. up. Well, you can't tell by the way I roll, shorty, that I'm a ladies' man, a businessman. Condos down the shore, multi-million pension plan, uh-huh. but it ain't in my plan to make moves without the fan. No, can't Keep do. it intact, your cleft through the track, through the John, track. play the Mac yeah. while I pay the tax business as usual. Watching suspects steal my assets, get cut with she lets We built this concept, connect like 9X. Drinks at the bar, mom, you a cook up, cook up, the copper pull up, pull up, then my cup up, cup up, you, who's calling bluff? Now you shook up, shook up, cause you lock up, lock up, man I love up, love up, you, who's calling bluff? Hey yo, John is chilling, dirty cash dealing, what more can I say? We living, that's what we got, we got it good, just since you understood, we be. This is Dovely, and you're listening to Xander Dames on The Xander Effect.
was Dovely's Ricochet right here on the Xander Effect. And wanted to give a quick shout out to Dovely and, you know, let her know that uh, my condolences go to her. She just lost her puppy yesterday, actually. Um, cutest little thing. She's been posting, uh, you know, pictures and videos of her and her little dog. And it really broke my heart because it was, you know, it was just she actually showed a video of her puppy the day before the, the you know, her, her little one passed away her little her little fur baby passed away and it just looks so like like it was you know his head i think it was a, i think it was a she um it, its head was like on her on her chest and just like lying there just sleeping i was like oh my god it's breaking my heart right there so mm-hmm. yeah shout out to you Dovely. i hope that you're better i mean i know what it's like to f- lose pets i've lost a few of them over the years and it never gets easier i mean uh, jeremy i know that you've lost uh, you've lost a, a pet here and there too so and i mean lonnie i don't know if you ever have uh. Oh my goodness! It's oh, uh, with you mentioning this. Is, uh, is this like the season of friends losing their dogs? Because I have a pretty close friend who's a writer, um, film screenplay writer, and attorney in, in in LA who I follow, and he just lost his little cute little dog Zeus. I think he was like bulldog, like mm-hmm. cute little French bulldog, or I forgot what kind of dog he was, but. Um, same thing he wrote this just such touching message about the dog and the dog was like the most affectionate funny dog ever you know and i know what it meant i know what it's like i've been there before and that pain there's no pain like it and she was and it's funny that you say that because she was the second person yesterday that lost a, a dog another another person uh, another friend uh of mine or not friend but she's an acquaintance actually uh she lost her her maltese like yesterday mm-hmm. too and it's like like you said is this a god i'm that's why i see my dog and i freaking hug her and i hold her i was like my poor because my dog's getting up in age too like i have mm-hmm. a, a maltese shih tzu and oh, wow. uh, yeah she's getting up in age too she's like in dog years she's like in her 80s now and uh, uh, she still has thank god she still has a lot of energy mm-hmm. uh, she still has a lot of energy so we try to take care of her as much as possible um mm-hmm. so but yeah i mean she she worries me too because i'm just like no not like you know it would break my heart i mean it sucks because we know that they don't dogs don't really they just don't live long enough yeah, they i don't. say that all the time they don't they really don't and oh. that breaks our hearts every single time i mean little dogs last a lot longer from that's and, what i heard and and the thing my, is and the thing yeah, is i my, had i had a i had um I had a Scottish terrier, uh, mm-hmm. Sc- a Scotty terrier. Her name was Princess. She lasted me for like 17 years. Wow. She was, yeah, she was around for a very long time. And you and, always get those outliers though. Like, yeah. I mean, you got to meet, did you ever get to meet my dog, Sarah? Yes, I did. That's why I was like, okay. that's why I was, uh, I, I brought that up because I know you lost her too. Yeah, she was a British spotted pointer mix. Um, and was a was a good sized dog. I mean, she was a big dog, and mm-hmm. she went eighteen, almost nineteen years. That's amazing. And I mean, going strong until the very end. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I I dog sit these two terriers um, in L.A. In fact, when I first started on this show, I was watching them, and Lulu is like sixteen or seventeen years old right now. You know, and it's amazing. She's still going strong. But my friend, the dogs are like vegetarians. <laughs> wow. they, 
they're mainly, I mean, they eat meat, but they mainly love plants. Well, both of good. our dogs. So, like, I, we, the snacks that she leaves whenever I watch them um, will be, like, broccoli. will be, like, steamed a little bit. Um, they like they like vegetables, which is amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think my, my dad, my dad actually uh, takes care of uh, the multi shit too a lot. And he gives her fish oil uh, tablets, mm. pills. Mm. Gives her, gives her uh, Omega. And mm. he said that it's actually good for, for dogs too. Like it's not just good mm-hmm. for humans. It's good for dogs too, because it keeps their heart well. Very um, cool. That's what somebody had told him. And so he's been giving her that. He's like, dude, why do you think she's still like kicking mm-hmm. and still strong? Because I've been giving her these tablets. Yeah. And I was like, well, oh, that's not a bad idea actually mm-hmm. you know? that's absolutely smart um yep adding a little bit of the fish oil or fish oil tablets is great mm-hmm. people years ago before they really realized what fish oil could do would add extra virgin olive oil to the dry food oh okay, ah, um, okay. you know for antioxidant and heart health and all that kind of stuff and then everybody realized how good fish oil was and that's now the better thing to do yeah, okay. and 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 the thing is, it's so funny because my dad was, my dad was, uh, uh, you know, hesitant in telling me because I'm always I'm always on him for some of the crazy stuff that he does. So he was like, I didn't want to tell you. I was like, actually, uh, this is the one time you could tell me because I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. like it's not a bad idea for you to do that. You know, right. like this right here is a good idea. All the other stuff you do is crazy, but this is a good <laughs> idea. You know, keep doing this. That's fine. You know, I mean, my dad's like a child. Like it's so funny because it's like. Like it's you know the the son now becomes the parent, and I always have no, to like watch it. him. You know he's like a kid. You know especially mm-hmm. in his condition, he tend, tends to be childish here and there. So Jeremy knows about this. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but anywho, so um, but yeah, so you know my condolences go to Dovely, you know, for losing her pet, and also to to my acquaintance Gwen as well for losing hers, and you know, and Lonnie to your friend. Yeah. Shout out to Jorge because he was such a good dog dad, and I feel his pain. Yeah, it's 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 sad. It's sad, and mm-hmm. you know, twenty twenty can't get you know can't be can't go any faster. I swear. But uh, in in entertainment news, uh, Steven Spielberg talking about how crazy twenty twenty's been. Uh, Steven Spielberg has an alleged stalker that wants to kill him, and uh, he ended up uh, filing docs uh, with uh, LAPD uh, to um, well, actually with not LAPD with. Uh, law enforcement and uh, basically, you know, to have a restraining order against a woman named Sarah Char uh, that uh, that has been threatening him uh, with with killing him. And uh, he she he got a Twitter message from Char saying, quote, if I have to pay personal if I have to personally murder people for stealing my IPs, I will get me now ips is an acronym for intellectual property so it would seem that um it would seem that maybe you know she's accusing uh, spielberg of stealing something of hers and uh that's why she's threatening to kill him uh but uh, according to uh to you know docs from law enforcement officials it seems that she's got a record uh of of um you know basically saying that the uh, woman had uh, tried to purchase a gun to kill him. Uh, you know, she's been, uh, you know, uh, actually, uh, Spielberg also claims that she's been arrested for criminal threats, harassment, and stalking. Um, 
you know, so that that so that's what's going on. This woman actually not he doesn't uh, well actually yeah Steven Spielberg claims this, but it looks like law enforcement officials are taking this seriously. Obviously, it's Steven Spielberg. You're not gonna go like he's not gonna go ahead and make them things up. Plus, we've never really heard of this type of uh, this type of situation with Spielberg before ever. This is the first I've ever heard of a stalker trying to kill him. I mean, you know, he's he's actually one of my. One of my mm-hmm. uh, my my idols, actually, growing up, uh, you know, I loved all his movies. I loved him as a director. I think he's a brilliant director. Uh, you know, he ranks up there with uh, Ron Howard. Uh, you know, two of my favorite directors, right there. And uh, he just seems like a very solid human being. Um, and it's just shocking to hear that somebody wants to kill him. He does. He just doesn't seem like the type of person that would actually do anybody any wrong. So to hear this, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, you know, Lonnie, what do you like? Yeah. What are your thoughts there, on, on this whole situation? There are a lot of crazy people out there. That's my first thought. And if you're famous, no matter how nice you are, no matter how much good you do, there is always going to be some Looney Tune out there that's just like ready to threaten you in some way. So I hope law enforcement are taking it seriously because as we know, all these other cases where, you know, somebody makes a threat and then they follow through with it. I mean, just take celebrity out of it. How many times has that happened where they go back and look at their Twitter accounts or look at something they've said on Facebook or on Instagram and then the person followed through. So definitely needs to be taken seriously. I mean, you know, I got to pass it over to Jeremy here because, I mean, Jeremy, I know that you uh, you've had to deal with this, like with things like this before. We've talked about this in the past as well. I mean, how serious do you think law enforcement should take these types of threats? Well, they need to take it extremely seriously. And thankfully, over the last many years, they have been taken more seriously. There are specific stalker laws in place now that unfortunately had to come about through the death of my friend, my very dear friend, Rebecca Schaefer. And she was stabbed by a stalker. The police Mm. did not take the threat seriously. People were just basically blowing it off. Up until that point, stalker was not even a term the cops really knew. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, this guy stabbed her God knows how many times on her doorstep. And that is the action that actually spurred these laws into, into being. So... As somebody who's been around this for a long time, I have friends who work in soap opera, which is one of the most stocked and most filled with crazy fans that there is. I mean, I really almost, almost every one of my soap opera fans uh, friends has had a fan that they've, you know, I mean, I've had I have friends, very big, you know, soap opera, you know, stars. Who yeah, have Sean, walked in. Sean Kanan, yeah. Uh, Sean Kanan, Tristan Rogers, a bunch. Of, I mean, I, I know a lot of these guys. They have walked in and found fans in their shower. They yeah, have, and I'm not talking, talk, I'm not talking on the set or on the lot. I'm talking their home. You know, they, I mean, this, things can get really crazy and really out of hand really quickly. I mean, you wouldn't think it, but I think I've talked about this before is, I mean, I, I have an FBI file, not on me, but I had a stalker. Mm-hmm. 
So, and this was a very serious stalker. This guy was actually writing threats to um, Prince Harry and Prince William. He was writing them to me. He was writing them to Danica McKellar. He was writing them to a bunch of different celebrities. And I was the only one he seemed really focused on. He'd write random ones, but mine were very consistent. To the point where he actually was naming dates where he was going to come to Los Angeles and do lots of unspeakable things to me. And oh my goodness, Jeremy! How scary for you! It, it was. Definitely. It was definitely. I mean, there were there were times it was really really scary. Getting raced out of school to be stuck on a helicopter and taken to an undisclosed location because somebody called in a death threat. I mean, there was all sorts of different things. Um, so yeah, that can be really scary. But people took it seriously, thankfully, at this point. It was taken very seriously. The FBI got involved. The head of Warner Brothers Security, Gavin DeBecker, got involved. Mm-hmm. I had two to three rather intimidating looking gentlemen in black leather trench coats following me around for weeks and weeks at a time on the set. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, although made the situation more real and a little more scary you also felt like you know i was being taken care of yeah right so and then you know it all ended up that he actually booked a ticket out to los angeles and at the same time had written me a i think it was like 200 page handwritten life biography manifesto that he actually that he actually stuck his address on Oh my, what a... So the second they saw he had purchased the tickets... (laughs) What an idiot. They had his address and the FBI showed up on his doorstep and arrested him. Wow. That's awesome. Again, to illustrate how crazy these people can get, Mm -hmm. this did nothing to deter this man. The day, and I swear to you, the day he got out of prison, he called me. Mm-hmm. He's not supposed to have any contact with me. He just got out of prison for stalking me. Now, there were other people he did it to, but he went to prison for me, for doing this to me. And wow. the day he got out of prison, he called me. So, that just goes I mean, to show you what how did he, what did he, people are. Well, I'm curious. What did he say exactly? That he wanted to let me know that, you know, he was out and, you know, he was still thinking about it. It was very threatening. Wow. And you know, what happened? Did they get? Did they? Did he go back inside, or what the well, hell? Happened? I honestly kind of washed my hands of it at that point. Um, this is back in the day of uh, you know some of our listeners might not uh, know what this is, but you know we had these answering machines that had tapes. <laughs> tapes. <laughs> oh, you're bringing it back then. <laughs> we, actually, we had tapes. These little things called oh, cassettes. Oh yeah, I remember those. I used to try to like do my voice really nice. I still have uh, those. I still have those. So anyway, we we saved the cassette that had it. We put it in an envelope, mailed it to the FBI, and they took it from there. So I have no idea if he ended up back in. If I have no idea. He never contacted me again after that. But that's just the level of crazy you're dealing with. And that's why law enforcement and everybody else has to take this so seriously. Well, I mean, it's happened numerous times. Look at what happened with Monica Sellis. Yeah. You know, and 
I mean, she got stabbed by a fan. Yeah. The guy somehow smuggled a seven-inch fishing knife into a tennis stadium. Oh, I remember that, yeah. And there were many threats this guy had been making because he was a huge Steffi, he was obsessed with Steffi Graf, and he mm-hmm. wanted to take Celis out because she, he was, she was beating her all the time. Right. Well, they, they received numerous threats. The ATP had received numerous threats. Mm-hmm. Nobody did anything until this guy jumps out of the stands and stabs her right in the back of the neck. Yep. I and, remember that. And, and you know what? Just uh, just to be clear, just to be clear about one thing. Um, whenever I'm on the show and whenever I say, you know, like to my guests or whatever, how can people stalk you on social media? I don't mean stalking in right. the negative uh, you know, in the negative term, I mean it in the way that we all follow our favorite, you know, our favorite actors, our favorite artists, and stuff like that. I, in no way, endorse the illegal action of harassing or talking or anything <laughs> like that. I, no, I no way endorse any of that at and all. And I, so. I'll actually come to your defense here, even though it pains me to do so. <laughs> um, but no, the truth is that the in the age of social media and quote unquote. Facebook stalking your ex or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a lighter tone to it there when is. describing that kind of thing. And, you know, because socially it's more of a, a term that is, you know, a slang that is now more acceptable, that's one thing. Exactly. But we have to remember that there is another level that this achieves. And as soon as somebody you know, feels threatened or feels like there's an issue, it needs to be taken seriously exactly. immediately. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Completely agreed. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, it's it's on, on this particular show, when I say this about a guest or when I say, hey, stalk us on social media, you know, I say it in, you know, I use the word again in a positive connotation, not a negative. Um, because stalking is a very serious, uh, you know, uh, you know, offense that's going on. Uh, it should be like you said, Jeremy, should be taken very seriously. Unfortunately, there have been tragedies resulting from from stalking, uh, from a person being stalked. Uh, so, you know, whenever it involves a person's life that's at stake, you know, make, you know, authorities should definitely take that very seriously. Um, you know, I'm glad that uh, Steven Spielberg, uh, you know, they're taking it seriously with him. Obviously, he's, he's a huge director. They're going to protect him like, you know, he was a crown jewel practically. I mean, he he is he is a he is a, a, a knighted uh, you know director by the queen. You know his name is uh, mm-hmm. Sir Steven Spielberg. So well, I mean he has the money to hire protection. That and I too. think that's oh. great. But it's unfortunate there are a lot of people out there who don't have the means Correct. who are whose lives are in just as much danger. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, nothing against Steven Spielberg was being blessed to be able to hire all these people. But I'm just thinking of the average woman out there, you know, single mom whose ex or current boyfriend has threatened her or beating her and who's stalked. We've heard these stories so many times and, and then he ends up killing her. Absolutely. And that's I mean, that's one of the reasons why on any level authorities have to take this yep. seriously. This is not just something, you know, some cute little whatever. This gets dangerous very quickly. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and again, happy to see that the authorities are taking it seriously. They're protecting them and they should always take it seriously on anybody with anybody, with any actors. I mean, you know, again, it's tragic when they don't take it seriously and something happens like your friend, Jeremy, like, well, like both your friends, really. And uh, it's just it's tragic to hear these types of these types of things not both your friends i'm talking about one of them but the other one was mm-hmm. a tennis player uh but you know what i mean um but uh you know glad to see that he's uh receiving the correct kind of uh protection so mm-hmm. hopefully they'll 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 put this person i mean he's obtained a, a, a restraining order keeping her 100 yards away from him his wife and his daughter um but still, they, they need to do more with this person because, you know, she's obviously threatening his life and that's that's taking it to the next level. So hopefully they'll go ahead and do a little more than just give, uh, you know, him a restraining order for this person. We'll see what happens. In other entertainment news, a new Van Helsing movie is reportedly in development at Universal. So it seems that uh, the industry is running out of ideas. Um, no. <laughs> It's only about the 3700th Van Helsing film. (laughs) Well, you got to remember that Van Helsing never had a standalone film per se. Wait a Uh, second. What was the Hugh Jackman debacle? Well, I said, well, you said, you said 4300. They never really, he never really had, Van Helsing never had a standalone film per se. You didn't let me finish before the one with Hugh Jackman. So, I mean, he was, Van Helsing was, was, uh, introduced during Bram Stoker's Dracula uh, and he was in there as well but I mean there was there wasn't like the character was always there but they never actually came up with a movie until the Hugh Jackman one and uh, it seems that I mean seriously it didn't really do that well at the box office so I don't understand why Universal's trying to do it again or trying to do another one um, and they're saying that uh, right now it's in development uh, nothing's been set in stone. It's still just in development, and uh, it's uh, going to be um, uh, going to be uh, 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 directed by Overlords Julius Avery, and uh, it, it, it they're trying to make it move forward. They're trying to make it move forward, especially after uh, you know the, it follows the Invisible Man, because uh, that one you know that one hasn't been done overdone a bazillion freaking times in different. <laughs> Um, you know, they did Invisible Man, they did Hollow yeah. Man, they did a bunch of them that were very similar, so whatever. Um, so, yeah, so they got that going on, and they're, they, it looks like, the you know, because of the success of the Invisible Man, Van Helsing might receive an R rating. So that's, that's going to be something else that they're, that they're thinking about as well. There is no word, however, if Hugh Jackman is going to reprise the role, though. There's no, there hasn't been any word. I highly doubt that Hugh Jackman would want to do that role again, especially after the first one uh, that didn't do too well. So who knows if he's going to decide to do that. But honestly, I don't know. I really, another Van Helsing movie. I'm kind of on the fence about that, Jeremy. What, I mean, your thoughts. I mean, you like horror movies. I mean, would you actually think that this would be a good idea? I just don't know how you can do it and 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 have it be original at all. I mean, that's that's at least the one thing I can give the the Hugh Jackman version. You know, was that they took a they took a risk and they tried to make it an original take on the character. Unfortunately, they went for the kind of 
James Bond superhero kind of aspect, right? Which was a little ridiculous. With the gadgets um, and everything. Yeah, gadgets. I mean, it's like Van Batman. I mean, that's, <laughs> no kidding. He really it was. was. It was. It, but again, they took a risk and they tried to do something original. I don't know how you can make that story that's been told over and over original how you can make it unique and how it won't be just the same telling again um you know i'm glad they took that shot because you know at least they were trying to do something that was you know their own they weren't just copying the same formula but it unfortunately missed for most fans yeah it really did i mean according to the box office reviews it wasn't that good i mean i don't know i mean lonnie are you are you a horror movie buff Um, i was just about to say that like the horror is normally not my genre i'm not really interested in this those kind of movies always give me bad dreams Really? But I did watch The Invisible Man, the recent one. How was that one? I haven't seen it yet. And that kind of freaked me out. Really? That, that kind of freaked It was pretty good. And then I was reading that it grossed, like, a lot. I don't mm. know what the exact figure was, but it made a lot of money. Yeah, because it's like, it's so funny because, like, The Invisible Man... <laughs> it just reminds me of a really dirty joke, actually. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, let's let's just stop for a second and let me tell the joke because this is actually a kind of funny joke. It's actually involving the Invisible Man. So here's a joke, a real quick uh, Xander Effect joke here. Um, <laughs> so brace yourselves, folks. Brace yourselves. Here we go. Here so, we go. So so um, so one day, you know, uh, Superman was like flying around. And uh, he was he was like really horny, right? Like he was like, God, I need to I need to get some. I need to get some, you know. So he flies over to uh, to Batman. He's like, Batman, man, I really need to get some right now. I mean, I mean, is there any anybody I could hook up with or something like that? Because I really need it. And Batman's like, man, the best sex I ever had was with Wonder Woman. Trust me, you need to go there. And he's like, ah, oh, but we're so close. I mean, me and her were well, like it's like brother and sister practically. I, I can't see myself doing that. It's like I'm just telling you wonder woman best best lay i ever had uh well thanks anyway so superman continues to fly around and everything and uh he ends up uh seeing aquaman he's like man maybe aquaman knows of somebody so flies down asks aquaman the same thing aquaman's same thing same answer he's like man wonder woman trust me best lay i ever had in my life the, the girl's a freak and he's like oh man i can't though i can't but thanks anyway he's so he's flying around he's flying around Suddenly, in the middle of a field, he sees Wonder Woman spread eagle, like just lying on her back, spread eagle, naked. And he's like, oh, man, she looks great. You know what? I'm faster than a speeding bullet. I could be in and out of there within a few seconds. She wouldn't even notice. You know what? I'm going to go for it. So Wonder Woman's just lying there when all of a sudden, whoosh. And she's like, what the hell was that? Invisible Man goes, I don't know, but my ass sure hurts. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay. I, I seriously, as you're telling, I'm going, I can't believe he's telling this joke. I've heard the joke. I'm, I'm sitting here keeping my mouth shut, going, I cannot believe he's actually telling this well, joke. Well, she brought up the invisible man, so I was like, it's just an obvious joke, you know? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had you. a feeling it was gonna gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank you. I'll be here. I'll be here all week. <laughs> In other entertainment news, more funny stuff actually. Uh, Taylor Swift uh, went ahead and um, and is promoting a new app, Match, which is a, which is a new dating site. And actually, Lonnie, I, we spoke about this before the show started, which was freaking hilarious. She's teaming <laughs> up with Ryan Reynolds, and in classic Ryan Reynolds humor. They decide to come up with a commercial for it. And the commercial is that Satan is in hell and he's, uh, you know, he's he's lonely. He's looking for love and he gets a match on the app. So he goes and meets up with uh, with his match. And it's a very beautiful uh, woman walks up and she's like, Satan. And he's like, two, zero, two, zero. And she cuts him off. She's like, just call me 2020. <laughs> I was like, perfect. So they start uh, they start doing like a montage of their of their love of their you know of their romance and everything. And it's uh, the song in the background playing is Taylor Swift's love story. And it's just you you see them both going to the gym where nobody's at, obviously because of quarantine. The movie theaters that are empty. Uh, you see you see Satan waiting outside of a of a bathroom, and you see the uh, you see twenty twenty grabbing a bunch of toilet paper and just running out <laughs> it, the commercial's hilarious and at the end of the commercial you see them both sitting on a bench overlooking like uh, a river or something like that a bench and or, um, a bridge and you see asteroids start flying down and she's like ah, i wish this year would never end and satan's like don't we all <laughs> <laughs> it ends with that. I'm like, that was perfect. So, um, yeah, you guys definitely have to see it. It's on, they I have posted, to watch it. They posted it on Twitter. I'll probably repost it as well on my social media. And it was just, oh my God, it was just so perfect with what everything that's going on right now. Oh my God. I mean, oh, they did. I I believe that they kind of poked fun at the elections too, because you see them, you see them, uh, you see them both taking a selfie in front of a garbage can that's on fire, and wow. I'm like, that could only mean that 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 whole thing about a bunch of votes being lit on fire at a garbage can. So I'm assuming that that's where they got that from too. But yeah, they definitely did a great job. Ryan Reynolds is just a freaking It's just a humor genius. <laughs> like his dark humor is too damn funny. And yeah, it's just, it's a great way to advertise this, uh, this, this app. I mean, you know, Lonnie, are you going to try this app? Yeah. Oh no, wait a minute. You got a guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't really do online dating, even when I am have not been dating anybody. I just, I don't know. I don't like it. I tried it before, and I just don't have good luck with it. So well, I mean, no, you're, I you're, lucky, you're, you're lucky you have somebody. I mean, in this COVID era, I mean, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not, uh, it's not uncommon for people to actually have uh, like COVID dates and stuff like that because, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's like trending right now. It's not trending, but it's something that people have to do right now while they're in quarantine, I would imagine. Yeah, dating is really hard right now. Um, I remember it was like, Sometime in the spring, one of my girlfriends was telling me she was going to go meet someone she had met um, on one of the apps and just how strange it was. And then when she was going through all the profiles, she was telling me that there were some people who weren't interested in talking to her with a mask. 
and she didn't feel comfortable because of the whole mask issues, having to wear one. So she just didn't end up going on a date date. So it really has, for single people, it really has just dampened their social life and yes. dating. Yes, it really has. <laughs> it really, really has. I'm talking from experience here. Right. Uh, you, both you and Jeremy are lucky you have your significant others. The rest of us, we're screwed. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're very screwed. I mean, Jeremy, you know, you, you're, you're one lucky man. And the thing, but I'm wondering, uh, did you ever, did you ever go on any type of like dating company or I, I doubt that you had any trouble with that because I mean hell you had fame you had you know people knew who you were so I mean was it like you I doubt that you had any issues finding a date you know before before of course uh, Joni I'm in no way you know putting anybody down who's used a, a site but no I, I never I never did I never got on I never really explored them um we did uh as like me and my mom bought a subscription for one of my brothers once for like a six month thing and mm -hmm. he met a few people he really liked and they got along and stuff but you know nothing came of it in the long yeah. run but um you know it's the way it is some people are very comfortable with it and you know my my only real question is this is an app called match yeah mm -hmm. okay don't we already have a dating site with that name that's yeah match, like, oh, yeah yes. that's what I, that's what i heard too but i may i i'm assuming that uh it's part of the same company i'm assuming well, wouldn't I, it have to be? I mean, it's the same genre. It's the same everything. You can't just name your company the same I name know. as somebody actually, else. Actually, actually, yeah, it is the same company. I'm sorry. It is the same company. Is They're just, the uh, company? Uh, yeah, they just teamed up to pimp, uh, according to TMZ, to pimp the dating site. Match. To get, okay, got uh, it. Then I'm, that makes more sense to me. I was very yeah. confused there. For yeah, it wasn't the, it wasn't the, it's their, it's their app. It's their dating site or whatever. It's, <laughs> it's actually, they're just promoting the app match right now. Um, <laughs> Which is actually a great promotion for, to be honest, especially right now with 2020 and everything that's going on. So, I actually have a friend who met his wife through Match. So, oh yeah, I know a lot of people who have met their significant others who they're still with through. Um, when I did do try the online um, thing, I tried it for about six months, and I tried eHarmony, and I will say that out of all of them. I found that that one was was really good at matching me with people who had really the same because I, I think they base it on like algorithms. Mm -hmm. So it was really like it was wild because we had a lot of very, very similar life experiences. And you just have so many questions on eHarmony, like the like their mm -hmm. personality analysis is just so thorough it was very thorough questions i'm like oh my god this is like 250 questions i mean yeah i, I actually it's funny because the questions they asked were <laughs> were kind of similar to the questions i had to answer when i applied for a bartending position at the olive garden uh, they actually mm -hmm. like had us because i i opened the olive garden uh here in burbank california um i was uh, the first one of the first bartenders to to actually be there to be the an employee for the olive garden here in burbank and mm -hmm. it was just so funny because when they had us fill out all the paperwork and everything, part of filling out that paperwork was like that type of questionnaire. 
you know, a personality exam or a test or something. I'm like, what the hell? This is for a bartending job. I mean, it was kind of crazy, but at the same time, it also made sense, I guess, uh, because they want to see who they're going to be working with. But, you know, in mm-hmm. essence, I'm like, anybody could lie on these damn things. Like, it's so easy yeah. to lie. Yeah, you could. And just tell and just, you know, uh, write what you want them to hear, what you yeah. think they would want you to be. There's a I, lot of that. And I that's mean, one of the reasons why I stopped it, because of just the expectation. That was the thing of, of it. You know, there's just so much buildup. You might have this great banter back and forth, back and forth. And then finally, when you meet each other, it was like... Huh. Crickets. <laughs> it's like crickets. <laughs> like, so I guess uh, we talked about everything we were going to talk about on right. the app. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, I guess I mean I've been on dating sites as well, and uh, I've met couple of people here and there i mean i've had good dates i've had bad dates um and it's one of those things where sometimes i actually just like meeting a person at a lounge or a bar or something like that because you get to know them right then and there and uh i've actually i've actually met um a couple of really really uh cool women uh that uh actually one in particular comes to mind uh, she, uh, we, we, you know, we, we became friends on, uh, on Instagram and I still have her number. I just never actually pulled the trigger with her and she's very attractive, very beautiful. She was with a group of, uh, other ladies and, uh, we just, we hit it up pretty well. We, we had a lot in common and, uh, I just, I'm like that though. I'm a weirdo like that. I guess that's probably the reason why I'm single is <laughs> like, I guess I'm afraid of commitment. I don't know. Um, but we still keep in contact here and there. We still chat here and there every once in a while. And uh, she seems like a really cool person, but uh, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where I just, I prefer speaking with them in person than through an app really, because you get to Mm -hmm. know the person right then and there instead of asking a bunch of questions through an app. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just, it's different. It's different in my opinion. And uh, you know, unless you're looking for, unless you're looking for like a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type of situation, uh, you know, really getting to know the person in person is, is different because I mean, that's when you really, it's more like, that's when you really want to know who they are and you really want to date them or you want to see where you can take it to the next level. If you know, when you talk to them in person. Um, But uh, I, I guess apps for me, are more used for for hookups these days, which is fine, which is perfectly fine. Uh, but uh, you know, it sucks for those that are really looking for love, like are really truly looking <laughs> for love because they don't take it seriously. You know, uh, some people are just like, oh, you know, I mean, we're just, I'm just here to hook up. And I've seen that. I've seen that from many people and it's just, it's crazy. I mean, dating is just crazy in general. It's tough, especially when you get older, it's not easy. It gets harder (laughs) when you get older (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. because everybody's in a different mindset. Um, you know, if you date a woman that's, uh, that's, or, or a man that's over, that's over the age of 35, usually they're either looking to settle down or, they have already settled down and they don't want it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a catch. Tw- it, it's it's a catch twenty two. You really don't know where you're gonna what you're gonna get uh, this day and age. So it's it's tough. Dating is just tough in general. But I mean, this this particular commercial is hilarious. You guys got to watch it. It's on Twitter. It's on social media. But it's freaking definitely check it out. Funny. It's so check funny. it out. Funny. So funny. And it and it's it just completely, you know, emphasizes how this year went. <laughs> 
completely. It's just awesome. It's perfect. Coming up next in uh, sports news, uh, the WWE and wrestling has lost a legend. Pat Patterson has passed away at the age of 79. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here is Sugar Bomb's Hello, right here on the Xander Effect. This is Larry Neymar, the founder of E! Entertainment Television. Hi, this is Marisela Cornejo. Hey, how's it going? This is Polo Molina. Hey, yo, what's up? This is the Zando Effect, and I am the DJ KID, the Chick Creek. Welcome to the place to be. You may. 
The voice of Aset, you bet! From I, the Somnium Files, and you're listening to The Xander Effect. It's been a while since I've seen your face. Face, face, face. Gotta say that I'm happy to see you come around my place now. I think we talked about it, and I think I know what's coming up next. Let's put our minds away and let our hormones do the rest. Give it up right here on the Xander Effect. 
in sports. A very sad day in the in wrestling as WWE legend, uh, legendary wrestler Pat Patterson has passed away at the age of 79. Uh, now, Pat Patterson, uh, you know, those of you that aren't uh, wrestling fans is a very famous, very, uh, he's exactly a legend in the WWE. And even if you're not a wrestling fan, I'm sure that you have heard, uh, you know, of the Royal Rumble. Uh, I'm sure it's been advertised many times over the years uh, in many different platforms. And uh, you can thank Pat Patterson because Pat Patterson was actually the inventor of the Royal Rumble, not Vince McMahon. He actually uh, brought the brought the concept to Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon loved it. And the very first Royal Rumble happened uh, in 1988. I'm sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, 19, January 24th, 1988 was the first Royal Rumble in Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, so, and not, of course, Pat Patterson is also known to be the very first intercontinental champion. Uh, he won the IC title, uh, you know, uh, uh, back in, uh, what was it, 19... 19- was 1971 was it Jeremy or no 1979 1979 I was gonna say it was late 70s I yeah think. he was he won it in 1979 very first intercontinental champion and of course uh, he's the first openly gay wrestler uh, he uh, he pretty much uh, decided to come out uh, in an episode of WWE's Legends House where he confessed uh, you know that he was uh, that he was a homosexual uh, that uh, he confessed it to Roddy Piper Jimmy Hart in uh, kind of like a like a, a table talk type of uh, scenario. Uh, he was a very powerful situ- uh, moment for him, and uh, it was just, it's a very sad day right now for for the WWE. I know that Pat Patterson was very uh, was pretty much Vince McMahon's right hand man along with Gerald Briscoe. Uh, so it's very sad day in in wrestling right now. Uh, many wrestlers have already started to come out to uh, to pay homage to the legend. Triple H went ahead and said, uh, posted on social media, "quote No words can describe what he gave to." us his body as an in-ring performer his mind as a storyteller and his spirit as a beloved member of our large wwe family i will miss him for so many reasons it's never goodbye it's see it down the road love you pat a booze uh shane mcmahon the son of uh vince mcmahon went ahead and also said quote I cannot express how crushed I feel right now with the loss of Pat Patterson, a true member of my family, mentor, and dear friend. I love you, Pat. Godspeed. Uh, Jim Ross, who also was uh, was a commentator, actually, in WWE for many years. He is now a commentator on AEW. Uh, he was friends with uh, Pat Patterson. He went ahead and said, quote, Just heard of the passing this morning of the great Pat Patterson, true legend of the pro wrestling business, a wonderful mentor who taught me so much. R.I.P. old friend. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Stephanie McMahon, the daughter of Vince McMahon, uh, went ahead and said, quote, I'm deeply grateful to have grown up with WWE Hall of Famer, the first ever Intercontinental Champion, the father of the hashtag Royal Rumble, and the first openly gay wrestler of his generation. Thank you for teaching me how to not take it all so seriously. A booze. So my condolences go to the Patterson family uh, during this tough time. Again, it's tough. It's tough to see another legend gone. Uh, I mean, Jeremy, you're a wrestling fan just like I am. I mean, this 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 is this is a this is a big uh, big hit for WWE. 
Yeah, this one definitely hurts again. Um, not just an amazing legend inside the ring, but outside as well. Uh, another one of those mentors and people who was there for all the up-and-comers and who helped really build you know wrestling into what it is today and he was a part of that you know that last generation that it was really all about the wrestling ability still i mean personality sold but it wasn't all the showmanship it wasn't the big gimmicky costumes mm-hmm. it wasn't you know it was guys in trunks trying to beat on each other and the skill showed through and you had to depend on that a lot more and he was a part of that last generation and it's uh you know it's sad to see these guys go it's tough. Uh, it's tough. Yes. It's it's tough. And I mean, Lonnie, I know you're not a wrestling fan, no, but if, if you but were, trust me when I say this man right here, this man right mm-hmm. here definitely uh, definitely brought a lot to the WWE. Sounds like he's touched a lot of people, and I think it's really cool that he was the first openly gay wrestler. That's awesome. You know, but that goes that goes actually uh, with a little bit of controversy, actually, because there were rumors years ago uh, that uh, that he was gay, although although he never really uh, admitted it until you know just recently. Um, but uh, it was it was very uh, there was a rumor mill going around by an old uh, uh, an old commentator. Uh, by the name of uh, Sean Mooney, and Sean Mooney claims that uh, that he got fired from the WWE because he wouldn't accept Pat Patterson's advances. And mm. at the time, at the time, uh, Pat Patterson hadn't hadn't come out. He hadn't uh, been, uh, you know, uh, he hasn't he hadn't said that he was openly gay or anything like that. So Sean Mooney's claims were kind of brushed off. They were they were like no, but Pat Patterson's not gay, blah blah, and uh, but then you know he comes out years later saying that that he you know Pat Patterson comes out saying that he is gay. So now you kind of have to wonder, was Sean actually was he right? Like was it true? So it's kind of a it's kind of a shady situation there that I guess we'll never know. Uh, but what we do know for sure is that uh, that Pat Patterson is definitely was definitely a legend. And uh, he definitely will be missed by many people in the industry. Uh, he definitely um, uh, touched many, many wrestlers' lives. Uh, he had a lot of influence in a lot of uh, the things that they did in the wrestling business. And uh, you know, it's a sad day for, for, many, for many fans, for many wrestling fans, because, I mean, uh, I, I only got to see Pat Patterson as the bad guy uh, who was always doing Mr. McMahon's bidding during the Attitude Era. Him and Gerald Briscoe were were the Stooges. They called them the Stooges of the WWE. Uh, they were pretty much uh, they 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 tried to they tried to have uh, Vince McMahon get away with everything by always making him cheat and all these other things. They were great heels. Um, but uh, and you always love to see them get their butt kicks by by either The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin or somebody like that. It was always hilarious to watch them like scramble and try to get away from these other wrestlers. So um, yeah, it was he was definitely an entertainer. He entertained many people for many years. And again, sad day in wrestling uh, to have lost uh, the legendary Pat Patterson. And also, unfortunately, there's another loss. Actually, uh, this this just in. Actually, breaking news. Uh, Ray. Jennifer Johnson uh, passed away at, has passed away at 86. Uh, he's an Olympic legend and American hero. Um, and uh, he passed away this morning in his home in Sherman Oaks. Uh, and uh, 
it's just it's just a sad day in sports period I mean, you know, he he did he won the gold medal in the decathlon uh, at the 1960 Olympics in Rome, uh, and then four years after he won the, the silver at the same event in, at the 1956 uh, Olympic Games. Um, I'm sorry, four years earlier. So uh, you know he, he uh, you know it's. Uh, it's it's definitely a sad day for for sports and you know as far as athletes go so uh you know also to the johnson family our condolences go to them as well um but uh yeah major losses in in sports uh but uh you know Mm -hmm. we got to keep on going we got to move on forward and uh you know hopefully uh hopefully they uh their families can find solace in the fans that they have and uh you know know that they were loved and they will be missed in other sports news looks like snoop dogg is launching a pro boxing league uh that he's gonna call fight club he has partnered up with uh with ryan kavanaugh uh who's the co-owner of triller along with snoop and uh they're also they're they're gonna be calling the league fight club and seems like they already have a blockbuster event in the works right now. Uh, and, uh, you know, right now it seems, it looks like, it looks like the, the Roy Jones Jr. Mike Tyson fight was kind of a, a beta version of what this might look like. And I got to tell you, I saw the fight between uh, Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. And it was, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't the most exciting fight. Roy Jones was definitely playing a lot of defense against Mike. I don't blame him. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's so funny because after the fight was over, uh, they had an interview. Man, Roy looked like he was in physical pain. He was so, like, he was holding his stomach and he looked like he was about to blow chunks, like, right then and there in that interview. And Tyson, Tyson looked like he could go six more rounds. He was like fidgety. He was like, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, I did this all for the fans, <laughs> you know, and it was funny. It was funny. It was funny as hell. Cause I was like, dude, it's like night and day between the two of them. You know, like you have this one guy that's like ready to go. The other guy's like, dude, I'm my age. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> it was really bad. Um, and uh, Roy Jones, when they interviewed him, he's like, he was like, uh, he was like, yeah. Um, when you, when you get hit by Mike, you feel it. <laughs> Trust me, you feel it. He hits hard. And uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. It actually ended up in a draw. Both fighters uh, <laughs> won, which I think they did that more for good sportsmanship because it was obvious and extremely apparent that Tyson won that fight, hands down. Uh, I watched the whole fight from beginning to end, and yeah, you could tell that Tyson won that fight. I mean, he was he was getting in there. He was hitting shots. He was hitting Roy Jones with a lot of solid hits. And, you know, it's obvious that they did it did it as a draw just to go ahead and, and, and be, you know, it was a charity event. It wasn't like it was anything mm-hmm. like huge or anything like that. It was for charity. Tyson went ahead and said that he did it for the fans. He didn't do it for himself. He did it for the fans. So, you know, you could tell that there's definitely growth from Mike Tyson from when, you know, he was younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's older now. He's in his 50s. So there's obviously a lot of growth there. Um, and, uh, but one one fighter that uh, that did incredible was Jake Paul, which we'll get into that in a second. Uh, but going back to this uh, fight club that uh, Snoop Dogg and uh, Ryan Kavanaugh are doing, they're very excited about this 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 uh, this uh, this type of promotion. And uh, basically, what they're doing is like 
they're uh, they're trying to do sanctioned and non-sanctioned fights. Uh, they saw that it was a very a pretty you know a, a successful uh, event that they threw at the Staples Center uh, with this past fight, and they want to do more. So it looks like they're gonna like continue on forward. Um, and they were asking TMZ like he was interviewed by TMZ. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they asked him about, uh, you know, what fights coming up, what huge, what huge, you know, stars he's going to be including, because they're, they're going to be including stars from like, uh, you know, actors, musicians, athletes, and pro boxers. They're all going to get a chance to get in the ring, which is very <laughs> an interesting concept that they're doing in there. And of course, Snoop Dogg is going to be commentating because he was actually the commentator for this past right. weekend, and he was incredibly entertaining, according to a lot of sources, uh, which I heard him too. He was actually very entertaining to listen to. And uh, looks like uh, uh, when they asked uh, about what fights are coming up, Kavanaugh said, quote, I can tell you that the main fight, I can't say it yet, but it's going to be something that everybody wants to see. If you thought Tyson versus Jones Jr. is big, I think that this would be even larger from a worldwide appetite perspective and something that people want to see. So it's a great teaser, but the question is, what, what main event are they cooking up? So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. And, uh, you know, Lonnie, you heard you heard mm-hmm. uh, some rumors mm-hmm. about Snoop Dogg as well, that people were. Yeah, I'm a big Snoop. I love Snoop Dogg. I just, you know, while the fight was was um, airing, just like you, I didn't get it. But I had a friend who was um, streaming it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched a little bit of it um, last weekend. And, and most of the comments I heard were from people loving Snoop, like <laughs> loving his style because yeah. he was basically like announcing it like regular people talk about fighting you know and just his snoopisms and things that he just says <laughs> that are just so funny to yeah. me I mean I just think he's so hilarious the show that he and Martha Stewart did together I love oh, the two of them together it was brilliant it wasn't that the best because it's just I like, never saw it I never saw oh it my actually because you've got Martha Stewart and she's just so perfect in her bougie way of cooking and then you have Snoop <laughs> who's just from the hood, you know? And it's just like the two together. So cute. I love them together. So I'm I'm here for it. And just the fact, a good segue for me to plug, Snoop Dogg is a diehard Steelers fan. So I like Yeah, I know about that. For that. And the Steelers actually play today in about an hour. Um, the Ravens flew here to Pittsburgh and the game comes on at 3.40. And I'm sure Snoop will be watching. So Can can, can we really call it the Ravens? They dug out the shovel and dug Robert Griffin the third up to actually start since they're running so <laughs> low oh on quarterbacks. So I mean, bad. dear God, they've got half a squad coming. Yeah, I, I hope Connor, you guys Connor go 11-0 because, go on, dear I, I just I hope you guys go eleven and zero because that is a skeleton crew coming in and to lose to them would just be a travesty. Oh, I know. Oh, don't even say that. Yeah, oh it's it's definitely gonna be it's gonna be a very easy game for the Steelers to go ahead and win again. Easy game. Oh, you're just trying to jinx them now. You're being evil. It's an easy game. It's true. I mean, you see this yourself. I mean, they're they're you know they're working with a skeleton crew. Obviously, it's an easy game. You know, okay, you guys. We don't have Pouncey and we don't have Connor. Both of them. Oh, boo hoo hoo. <laughs> I'm over it. But going back to this, uh, going back to this uh, 
fight promotion. I mean, Jeremy, I mean, what are your thoughts about the sanctioned and non-sanctioned type of uh, uh, type of uh, fights that they're going to be promoting and the fact of the matter that they're going to be using uh, media stars, actors, musicians, and athletes in pro boxing situations? No, what, I mean, whatever draws, draws. And if people are going to tune in, I can't fault them for doing it. It doesn't shock me that, you know, people from other venues besides, you know, professional fighters uh, are wanting to get in on this. And it doesn't shock me that there are promoters who want to make some money off of that. Um, You know, the fight game has always attracted people from a variety of different walks of life. And whether they've wanted to just be around it, whether they've wanted to participate in it. I mean, we've had actors, we've had athletes, we've had entertainers of all sorts, training with professional fighters at different times, um, taking on amateur fights, different stuff like that. This is nothing new. And the fact that there are promoters out there who want to capitalize is nothing new either. Now, you know, Snoop adds a certain amount of savvy, a certain amount of appeal, um, a certain amount of fun. And I think if he's going to be involved, you kind of know that especially the unsanctioned bouts are probably not going to be taken too seriously. They're going to be a little more fun. Um, So I got no problem with it. I really don't. I think, uh, you know, people need to be careful because, you know, this is not a joke and Mm -hmm. people do get hurt in the ring. And, you know, just because you've spent a couple of hours in the ring with, you know, I'll, I'll use this as an example. Justin Bieber got into it a little bit and started training just just sporadically with Floyd Mayweather. And apparently he was feeling pretty hot shit about that. So he decided to mouth off to Orlando Bloom at a restaurant and Bloom basically chicken winged him and slammed him headfirst into the table. (laughs) So let me just remind you that, you know, spending a couple of weeks, even a month or two training does not make you a fighter. Correct. You might have some ability, you might have learned a few things, but you need to take that into account and be careful. Yeah, and I mean, you know, uh, talking about that, actually, in other sports news, Jake Paul's knockout hurt around the world. Um, in, in saying that, actually, uh, when he knocked out NBA guard Nate Robinson, you know, Nate coming in there thinking that this is going to be, oh, you know, I'm an athlete. I already know how to you be an athlete. I could easily be a boxer. Not a problem. Yeah, Jake Paul went ahead and taught him different. Man, that was a hard knockout to watch, too. In the second round, no less. Like, he had basically... Wow hit uh, Nate in the back of the head. Well, it looked like a back of the head shot, really, but it more it looked more like uh, Nate was trying to, like, turn to cover his, his his face or something, and he ran into <laughs> Jake Paul's fist when he did that, and he went down for a second. He was really dazed. Uh, he was kind of stunned there for a second. He was down for an almost 10 count. Uh, then he got up, and it just... Nate... Nate's style of of boxing was just so it was so it was so uh amateur it looked like one of those fights that you would see at a bar where the guy just like <laughs> swinging and just going after one another and just you know like it was so uh unorganized it looked so amateur like there was no there was no uh there was there wasn't anything smart about the way he was boxing nothing whatsoever he was just going straight for like rushing him there was times where it almost seemed like an MMA 
fight in a sense. And it's like, dude, this is an MMA. Stop trying to like throw the guy to the ground. I mean, what are you doing? Like, it was just really, really like, it was really bad to watch. It was horrible to watch. Uh, but, uh, you know, Jake Paul definitely capitalized on it because he saw that Nate Robinson was going to come after him. He's like, all right, you're going to come after me. You're going to eat this punch. And sure enough, he did and knocked him flat out. He was on the floor to the point where medical, like medical personnel guy had to get in there to wake him up because he was out. He was out for a good minute, minute and a half. I mean, he was not responding. He was uh, gone. He got knocked out cold. He went face down into the mat. So, oh, yeah. I mean, that was a clear knockout. This oh, yeah. was not a TKO. This was, I mean, he got knocked out cold. Oh, yeah. No, it was so bad. And because of that, Jake Paul uh, now wants to uh, fight Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to the big leagues. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. I needed that laugh. Uh, <laughs> um, apparently, Jeremy's not taking that seriously. But Jake Paul is. And uh, looks like uh, he says that he's in talks uh, uh, saying that it will the fight will happen. He's already uh, uh, speaking to uh, the camp. He went ahead and tagged um, uh, Conor McGregor's manager, Adi Adar, and, and tagged him in a, in a Twitter post saying, quote, I mean, what fighter with this big of a platform is calling out McGregor? It's going to happen. You will all see at Adi Adar. I'll call you this week. So apparently... Uh, uh, Adar went ahead and responded and according to Paul he went ahead and told an outlet said quote my team is talking to his manager but that's all I'll say so things may be moving forward for the 23 year old uh, uh, for the 23 year old um, you know internet sensation and uh, who knows we might see him go up against Conor McGregor and uh, you know that should be a very wait how old is Conor McGregor and, how, and this guy's 23 yeah, Jake Paul's 23. It, it does Connor's. not matter. <laughs> it does not matter. I mean, I'm sorry. I Connor, mean, Connor could be 55 at this point. <laughs> I mean, hey, you never know, okay? Jake might have it in him, okay? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, did, let's, let's, let's just talk about this for a second. Okay? Let's. <laughs> now, I, I, will, I will give Jake Paul a little bit of credit in that yeah. when he had that ridiculous fight with KS1 or whoever the hell that person was. Yeah. Again, he went out and he actually took it seriously and he trained with some real boxing trainers. So when he came into that fight, although it was sloppy, he definitely looked like someone who had trained in boxing Mm -hmm. as opposed to the other guy who looked like he was trying to street fight. Now, again, you have, you know, this basketball player who's known for being feisty, who was known for throwing punches on the, you know, on the court occasionally, standing up for his teammates, that kind of stuff. That doesn't mean he knows how to box. And again, apparently Jake took this seriously and trained with real trainers. That's awesome. But again, you've now beaten two people who have no professional fighting experience and you're going to challenge a guy who was at the top of the fighting game for a long period of time. Now, also a guy who stepped into the boxing ring with Floyd Mayweather and gave him a fight. 
Now, given even Mayweather said he kind of, you know, took it a little lightly and, you know, probably could have done a little more to finish it earlier. But again, this guy has stepped into a boxing ring with arguably one of the better. No, nah, I will never say the best. He's one of the most well, boring. The best of this ever. time. The, the best of this time, I guess. But he, you know, stepped in there and gave him a fight. He landed some good shots on him, and I guarantee you, Conor McGregor will not take this lightly. Conor McGregor has an ego. Conor McGregor has an attitude. He is no, not going to. He is, he he is not going to let some Instagram star who is has no, nothing really to claim to fame beat him. It's not happening. He might toy with him a little bit, but he will humiliate this guy. I could just hear Conor McGregor saying, shut your mouth. <laughs> I can still hear him say something like that to Jake Paul. Oh, my God. It, you know what, though? I mean, you're right. And, I mean, all joking aside, Conor is a professional fighter. Okay, he's a professional MMA fighter. He can do stand up and ground. I mean, his obviously his his forte is MMA. That's why when he went up against Floyd Mayweather, uh, it you know he lost. But obviously, we all know why he lost. Well, yeah, um, it was a boxing match. I mean, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, if Floyd it went the other way, I mean, Floyd certainly wasn't going to challenge him in the MMA ring. That would have exactly. been about a thirty-second fight. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it would have been all. It, it's, it would almost be like James Tony versus versus Randy Couture all over again. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a disaster. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's one of those things where Jake Paul he, he needs to understand that just because just because McGregor is not a boxer he's an mma fighter um he's still the the word fighter is still there okay jake paul yes he's trained and this that, and the other but he hasn't trained for as long as conor mcgregor has been a fighter and that's gonna be an issue and if, but hey if jake paul wants it he's gonna get it <laughs> he's gonna get it and i believe conor mcgregor will definitely uh will definitely uh get the win on this one i mean uh you know conor's left hand is nothing to mess around with he's infamous for that left hand and that left hand once it connects you're you're done you're out you're, there's no way you're gonna get up you know so it's gonna be definitely uh definitely something that uh we're gonna be taking a look at Hopefully that fight happens because I wouldn't mind seeing that fight to be honest with you because I'm not exactly a Jake Paul fan. I'm really not. Um, for you know, for the reasons that he, it seems that he just got into this not because he wanted to, but because he wants, you know, the fame and the fortune. And that's what many people get into at first, but a lot of people get into it because of the sport. And it's this sport is nothing to joke around with. Like you said, you know, going back to the whole Justin Bieber example that you gave, it's like you know, just because you think that you can throw hands doesn't mean you know how to throw hands. I mean, there's a big difference between the two. I mean, right. you know, I mean, Jeremy, you you have been trained. I have been trained, mm -hmm. and it's very different. It's very different when it comes down to, uh, you know, somebody that's that's training versus somebody that's just an amateur or thinks that they could fight. It's a and big difference. There is a very big difference there. And there's also a very big difference between those who have been trained and those who have had to use that training, whether it be in sport or otherwise, you know, time and time again. Just being trained does not guarantee you will be able to respond with what you know when you are in a fight or flight situation. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's the truth. That's one of the things that makes you know modern day Krav Maga and modern day mixed martial arts training so effective, is that they train you in actual fighting and combat situations. I mean, in real Krav Maga, not the joke stuff they're teaching in most places here in the states, but in real Krav Maga, you walk into your studio. There's a very good chance four of your fellow students are going to try and beat the living crap out of you. Very true, and you and you have to respond immediately, and it is to breed that fear response out of you. So if you are ever in a real fight, you can respond with your training. There's a very big difference between being trained and having used that training over and over and over. Yeah, and and the thing is that uh, that most people uh, that get into fights or get into fights get into training or and they and they don't last too long is only because they just got into it just so that way they could go ahead and look for a fight and say that oh I've been trained a real person mm-hmm. a, a person that's really like taking this type of uh, sport seriously they don't look for it to look for a fight they look for it for self defense for protection uh, right. to make sure that they they don't they don't use what they've learned and that's one of the reasons why I got into it I got into it for self defense. Just to make sure I don't use it ever. I don't. I'm not a violent person. I would never hurt anybody. And at least you know you can defend yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Because there are going to be people that uh, that are looking for fights, and mm-hmm. so and they're they're bullies. They're people that want to go ahead and show their dominance over another in in a bar or anything like that. And you just want to make sure that you know how to respond accordingly. Um, right. Never look for it. Try to talk your way out of it. That's that's been something that I've always learned. Uh, one of my one of my uh, teachers taught me a long time ago. Uh, he said that person could go ahead and talk shit all they want in their mind. They could beat the crap out of you in their mind, in their mind. But the moment they put their hands on you, that's a different story. That changes the game. You know, they could say, "Oh, I'm gonna beat you," and blah blah. Let them talk. Let them talk because words aren't really hurting you. But the moment they go ahead and they put their hands on you, that's a different story. That's when it. That's when it gets physical. That's when you have to defend yourself at that point. So I mean, but uh, yeah, this this fight that Jake Paul's looking for, <laughs> that's gonna be an interesting one. I mean, Lonnie, who would you want to see as a celebrity boxing kind of a exhibition mm-hmm. fight charity event? Who would you like to see go one on one? Oh, wow. Oh, that's a good one. Um, me and Jeremy. Me and Jeremy. <laughs> one-on-one. Jeremy would How kill about, me. <laughs> I'm going to think of two really hot guys. How about Brad Pitt and Shamar Moore? <laughs> that's an oh, you're just but yeah she, you're just she looking just to wants get, to see him with the shirt off I was gonna say that that's the only reason why she wants him to fight <laughs> we yeah. can see through you Lonnie we can see through you that's, just want to see the six pack have, like really nice faces so I would like to see how they definitely protect their mugs oh you know? my god <laughs> jeez I can't I like her. it I can't with her. I can't. I can't with you, Lonnie. I quit. I'm done. <laughs> oh my god. Well, on that note, coming up next in video game news, it looks like the Xbox Series uh, S actually uh, can play PS2 games. We'll talk a little bit about that and why is that happening. Again, we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here is Zakeda Lovers right here on the Xander Effect. 
time, it's your favorite guest, Du Brown. Hey guys, this is Ian Garen. Hey, this is Annalise Hoveda. Hey yo, this is Nightmare from Dirty Machine. Hi, this is Cambry Lovesey. Hey, this is Dovely. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to the Xander Effect. Hey guys, this is Sean Kanan. What's going on? It's Amanda Holly. Hey, Jeremy Miller from Growing Pains here. This is Maxim Model Ready Sawyer. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to the Xander Effect.
llevo un rato mirándote Tengo que bailar contigo hoy Vi que tu mirada ya estaba llamándome Muéstrame el camino que yo voy oh, tú, tú eres el imán y yo soy el metal Me voy acercando y voy armando el plan Solo con pensarlo se acelera el pulso Oh yeah, ya, ya me está gustando más de lo normal Todos mis sentidos van pidiendo más Esto hay que tomarlo sin ningún apuro Despacito Quiero respirar tu cuello despacito Deja que te diga cosas al oído Para que te acuerdes si no estás conmigo Despacito Quiero desnudarte a besos despacito Firma en las paredes de tu laberinto Que las olas griten, ay bendito Para que mi sello se quede contigo Fonsi featuring Daddy Yankees Despacito right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, the Xbox Series S can actually play PS2 games. And the question is, why? <laughs> This is something that many people are asking, but apparently it might be uh, some sort of a system. Like they, 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 they went ahead and 
it, it wasn't on purpose that they did this, according to what Microsoft is saying. It's just saying that uh, it's some sort of a loophole that a gamer found uh, coincidentally enough in the on the on the series uh, X and S's developer mode, uh, and it lets users boot a variety of emulators, including you know the ones that support PS2, Dreamcast, GameCube, and Wii games. So it's not just the PS2; it's also those other platforms as well. And uh, you could play games like old games like God of War, Metal Gear Solid 2, Silent Hill 2, and a lot of other games. And it doesn't seem like Microsoft did it on purpose. It just seems that that's just so happened to, to be a part of what's going on, especially since right now uh, PlayStation 5 is somewhat backwards compatible, but not completely. Uh, they could only play PS4 and PS3 games right now uh, through through PlayStation systems. Now, my my curiosity here is, is this some marketing ploy? Is this some sort of a sabotage marketing ploy that Microsoft came up with? in order to screw with PlayStation a little bit. Um, they say that it's they didn't do it on purpose. They say that it's just something that happens to be a part of the system. But I don't know. I mean, deep down inside, it just seems a little shady to me that they would go ahead and integrate that type of that type of uh, that type of, uh, I guess, um, uh, software into their systems in order to be able to play PS2 games along with all these other platforms. It's just it just sounds really really shady to me. I mean, Jeremy, what do you think? I mean, do you think if this is a this is some sort of a marketing ploy or maybe some way to sabotage PlayStation? I think you can never put it past either of these companies to do something underhanded against the other. Um, so that's certainly not out of the question, but you know, it's also. I mean, I, I I don't know programming. I'm not, you know, the most tech savvy when it comes to the inner workings of the you know platforms. But you know, perhaps the base that they needed to use to get their older games working left some loophole for you know PlayStation to be able to work on it. Maybe because back then. Even though they were different platforms, the games were programmed more similarly or something. Who knows? I don't know. It's, it's hey, just it, me to hearing about it from a practical standpoint, you guys, you know I'm not a gamer, but it's a twofer, right? So you can play two kind of games and with one device. That's great. I was actually gonna I was actually gonna touch on that point right now, uh, Lonnie. Thank you <laughs> for bringing that up because I was gonna touch on that point. The fact of the matter that this is definitely an extra that many people that are both PlayStation and Xbox gamers can actually use. They can be like, hey, I can play PlayStation games on Xbox now. That's freaking awesome. And they're going to see that. I mean, hell, I have a couple of games from PlayStation 2 that I would love to go ahead and play on the Xbox or play, you know, or, or games that uh, that are strictly for Sony that can't be put on the Xbox that now you could do. So... I don't know. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be it's crazy because and it seems like this particular uh, this particular uh, 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 software or whatever it's in the system is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. It's not something that they're going to take out or they're going to patch or anything like that. It seems like it's gonna stay exactly where it's at, which begs the question. I mean, is this going to also affect the pockets? of of sony 
or even the pockets of Microsoft. Because, I mean, people aren't going to go ahead and buy games that are strictly for Sony to play on the Xbox. There are some people are like me. I already have certain games for from PlayStation 2 that I can play. That Now that I heard this, I'm like, oh, I can play this on Xbox. That's awesome. You know, or on the Xbox Series X. I, that's awesome. I could go ahead and do that. So it's one of those things where is it going to hurt their pocketbooks at all uh you know they're they may be looking at it from the from the term of oh hey you know this is another little uh perk that the xbox series x and s have now uh you could go ahead and play these games from playstation 2 on here so it's it's gonna be i don't know it's it's a very it's a very uh, uh, the other question is the legal ramifications can sony sue xbox for something like this for kind of tapping into their own their their system or is this a or is this even a legal loophole that they can get away with i mean i mean i don't know it's i mean lonnie what do you think do you think that that, that sony could sue for some for a loophole such as this hey you know what nowadays in this culture that we litigious is it I always have a hard time with this word litigious litigious, litigious. culture that we have yeah wouldn't surprise me if they found some lawyer who could argue that yeah they they now could have a lawsuit because it's affecting their ability to draw sales or something I don't know true true that's crazy and i mean jeremy what do you think you think they might be able to get sued for this i think it's always possible i mean you you can always find a lawyer who's willing to sue for just about anything um i'll leave that alone for current circumstances as well but um, (laughs) gee i wonder where i wonder where you were going with that one as is obviously playing out but um (laughs) you know the truth is most of these games although they are you know they are playstation games most of the licenses are old most of them were developed for both xbox and playstation so i think it would limit the scope of a suit and what they would be able to actually go after but who knows i mean i'm again i'm not a lawyer and i'm certainly not tech savvy when it comes to programming and technically this is a loophole this is a system that was that's already been integrated into these new these next gen consoles so it's not like something that they planned on happening and this is actually something that was discovered by a gamer it wasn't something that uh, I, I i i mean so far as i know it seems like xbox didn't even know that you could do this. This is something completely new uh, to even them. They were like, we didn't know this could happen, but okay, if it does, great. You know, if you could do it, great. But I mean, it, the other question uh, uh, also begs the question, how well do these games play? I mean, they're, yeah. first of all, they're old games. Secondly, they're on a different system. So how well right. are the graphics? How well do they play? Do they crash? I mean, these are still questions that haven't really been answered yet either. You know, so I guess... Um, I don't know. I don't know. But so far, it seems that uh, seems like these games uh, are playable. How good are they playable? We just have to find out, I guess. That's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for joining us here on the Xander Effect. I appreciate everybody listening in. I'd like to go ahead and first thank uh, the wonderful Jeremy Miller. Thank you so much, buddy, for being on here. Much love. Always a pleasure talking with Lonnie. <laughs> wow. I say much love, and he says always a pleasure talking with Lonnie. That's 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 fantastic. Uh, I'll, I'll always remember that. It hurts. It hurts. I'm, I'm hurting here, as you can tell. Um, and 
And of course, our lovely hostesses with the mostesses, Miss Lonnie <laughs> Rivera. Thank you so much for being here with us. Great to be here. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your uh, wonderful game that's finally going to air. You know, uh, know. actually, it's, it's already airing right now. Uh, so, we'll have, you know, please. Oh, is it on? I we'll believe have lots so. to talk about on Friday. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I mean, hopefully they'll win, which, of course, it's an easy freaking win. You know, at the rate <laughs> with the skeleton crew. So, duh. Another easy win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> evil. The Pittsburgh Steelers. We're very, very aptly named Steelers. Whatever. <laughs> They're going to be stealing that game. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know, uh, uh, again, thanks everybody for listening in. Um, remember, we are still in a pandemic. Unfortunately, numbers are spiking like crazy. Uh, please remember to always wear your mask out there. We're, you know, again, we're in a pandemic. So, you know, watch yourselves. Make sure you uh, watch each other's backs uh, for not just yourselves, but for your loved ones who may be immune compromised uh you know make sure that uh, everybody is is taken care of make sure you wash your hands practice basic hygiene don't touch your face if you go out make sure you got gloves if you got them goggle goggles if you got them to watch yourselves from the current pandemic and remember music always always heals all we'll see you next time The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc., Sony Music The Orchard, and Bertelsmann. In association with Art19 Media.